And I said, thank you, but I kept walking. And then I walked to the end of the corner and looked both ways, and then I said, okay, Lord, what are you asking me to do? I found myself back in front of the woman along with some gentlemen, and I began to introduce myself to them. And as I began to introduce myself to them, he said, this is a sheltered home here. Many are in need of Christ here. That's what the woman said to me. She said, not only is it that many have, are in need of Christ, but they're coming from a place where they've been brought out of a place and now they're transitioning back into the world and they need help. She said, would you give me a flyer? Would you give me something that I can give to them? And then she began to remind me of this lady, this lady, and she said, she's always out here. Where is she? If she knows you're up the street, she will come. Mm -hmm. And the Lord began to say to me, I'm taking you outside your comfort. And as he began to take me outside my comfort, he began to have me to walk up and down the neighborhood. And as I began to walk up and down the neighborhood, the Holy Spirit began to say to me, Look where you've been. And in my heart, I said, Lord, I'm not prepared because I know the challenges that comes with some of the people. And I don't know if I can do this or even stand in this particular place. And he said, oh, you've been prepared. You've been prepared over the years. And you've been prepared to step into an arena that I am calling for you and them to walk in. I said, Lord, Bob, this means we will deal with spirits and we will be able to cast out spirits and deal with all the things that you have called for us to do. And I said, I don't know if everybody's ready than able and willing to understand what could come out and at us. He said, it doesn't matter what's coming because I've already prepared you for it. I need you outside your comfort. Because I need you outside your comfort. I need you not to be concerned or afraid of what's coming, but to be in that position to receive. And the only way you can receive is you've got to understand you experience some of these things yourself. Yes. And in that place where you experience some of these things yourself, you may not have went for as far down as they have, but I brought you up no matter what. Amen. I not only brought you up, but I called you to stand in places that others cannot stand, and you must trust me in the flight that I am bringing you forward in. Amen. He said, you've been one who want to really begin to deliver those who are comfortable, but I want to send you to those who are uncomfortable so that they can find the comfort of their Lord.
your own struggles. Where you were and where you are today. And where you were in many situations, you were an outcast to many. But I brought you into a place where others receive you. And now I'm asking you to open your arms and to receive those who are in need of me. Will you hear me? Will you recognize my words to you today? Will you come out of the place of comfort and come into the place of action where my word begins to resonate on the inside of you and bring you to the place where my people can find freedom? Many of you have asked that my spirit be poured out upon you, and now that my spirit is resting in many areas of your life, you're now sitting in a place of comfort and saying, okay, Lord. He said, but when I do something, I still require you to move. And in that place where I'm requiring you to move, I'm saying, help my people. Help them, comfort them, love them, as I do to you. What I have shown you, I want you to show them. And then as I begin to walk up and down, I walked all the way one way. And then I walked all the way another way, and then all of a sudden I see this little dog, and I'm saying, okay, Lord, I don't know if this dog is fierce or what, but I'm gonna cross the street just so that this dog doesn't come after me just in case as I'm walking. But the more I come closer and closer toward this animal, this animal was looking to me because he seen something different in me, and he was coming to me. And then I'm like, you go over there, okay? And he kept coming toward me, but when he got to me, he became submissive. As if he was looking for me to offer him something in a place of freedom, and as I began to look at him, I recognized that he was more submissive to me than he would have even walked in this assembly with me. And I had to tell him, no, go your way. But then, it showed me, even in this, that everyone in this arena is crying out for God's help. And in my heart of hearts, I was saying, am I it, Lord? Am I it? Have you called me for this time and hour? Are you calling me to stand up in this season? Is it I that you have chosen? And if so, how could I be of your use? Do you hear? How could I be of your use? And what he said to me, they don't look like you. And he kept saying it to me, they don't look like you. And so then I walked back into the building and he, I sat down for a second. He said, they don't look like you. And then I looked again and he said again, I remind you, they don't look like you. He said, you've been comfortable dealing with people that look like you that act like you, that throws up like you, that screams, yells, and hollers, and uh, picks a foot fit like you. He said, but theirs look a little bit different. And they're not going to look like what you expect, but I guarantee you, you can handle it. I said, in the past, I considered this fun and excitement. And he said, and to 
today, you're going to see it as work. For there is much work that is needed. And I am equipping you and them, for you are ready. When I walked into the building, I said, oh my God, what well, this is better than the other. We can really stand up. I said, this mishap is a praise be to God, okay? And I said, this mishap is good. It, 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 it may be strange, may be different, but this mishap is a, is a blessing to us because we can praise God. Maybe one back, but Lord, we can work this. And he said, and you shall.
A lot of times when we seek to comfort others, I, I, I say it like the Holy Spirit showed me on Friday, he showed me in this particular way, and I probably just back up just to give you guys some insight. I was at a hair salon and I was getting my hair done and in the place where I was getting my hair done, this woman who was doing the hair, which is the owner, she literally began to cry out because she was in pain in her hand. And she was in great pain in her hand. And I knew I was supposed to get up and do something, but in my nice, comfortable position, because I said, nah, these people don't really believe God, or whatever the case may be in my mind, because I prejudged them. And in that place where I prejudged them, I decided, well, why don't I just quietly under my breath pray in the spirit? And I did a few prayer in the spirit. And I could see as I was praying in the spirit, the Lord showed me a vision of me holding her hand and bringing her comfort. But instead, I said, I ain't doing that. And she began to beg everybody in the place for an aspirin. And she was asking for aspirin or whatever. And I'm like, well, I can run up the street to get you something in my mind. And I said, after I get my hair done, you know. So that was my way of looking at the situation. Never did I know that God was going to convict me when I got in the car. And the way he convicted me was literally making sure that I understood, number one, because... And then she, somebody, let me back up. Somebody asked her, you know, probably about 30 minutes went by and they gave her the medicine and they, she, they asked her, is your hand feeling better? This was my second opportunity to do the job, right? Is your hand feeling better? <laughs> I said, hmm, it's not. And she said, no, it's still feeling the same way. I still sat in my little place and I prayed two more prayers, da, 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 da. And I went on about my business. I started thinking about crazy things in my mind, and I was sitting there saying, she needs to hurry up because i got to get in my car to prepare for Friday night Bible study. So you're holding me up, not realize I was prepared by my lack of doing what I was supposed to do. It would have turned out probably different if I had stood up and did my job, but instead, I chose not. And the reason why I chose not is because I judged them. And in that place where I judged them, the Lord literally showed me judging them because they don't look like me. They don't act like me. They are party people. They go out, they club, they do this, they buy expensive things, and, you know, I see their gods. And I know what they worship, but in their heart, they still have him. And even though he sold a small little portion of them, I think that that's insufficient. And because I've judged them, the Lord has shown me that I can't even begin to help them because my judgment is in the way. And as he began to minister to me, he began to show me how not only do I see them, but I see other people. And he said to me, they're not going to look like you. And so you must change your ways and you must stop looking at the things that you're looking at. And you must stop looking at where they're at and look at where I want to take them. And my problem has been is focusing on where people at rather than where God seeks to take them. If he can transform and change me, so can he do many others. Amen. And that's what God is literally trying to get me to understand. So I have to get outside the comfort. He then also, as he began to minister to me, he said something that was so great to me. He said, if you want my spirit to work through the people, then you've got to stop looking at the condition of the people and you've got to start looking at me. Amen. My problem is when I pray for people sometimes, I'm focused on the condition. And he says, I want you to focus on me. And I want you not to take me out of your eyesight, 
I want you to stay where I am at at all times in order to deliver them. If you look at them, then you fail me. Because when you begin to look at them, you're trying to offer them what you see, and what you see is not the answer to what they need. For they need me. And the only way for them to see me and to get me is that you've got to focus in on who I am to you. And as you begin to trust who I am to you, then they will come into the place to understand that I am real to them. And then he began to tell me, such as the scripture said, not to bring an extra cold or anything with you for your journey. And he says, I want you to take off your coat and I want you to get naked before me. Yes. And your coat represents the things that are comfortable to you. And God is literally telling you at this particular point to take them off. Wow. What's comfortable? Take everything that you perceive to be comfortable, take them off. You guys get that, right? Wow, nice little house, nice little this, nice little job. He's saying that stuff got to go. Yes. And then how you see things, how you see others, your opinion when you see something, how immediately you begin to focus on the condition rather than focusing on me. And I need you to be in that place where you're no longer focused on the condition, but you're focused on me. Wow. Think about all the conditions you've seen. All the conditions that has not been pleasing or pleasant in your sight. And you've asked God why. And, and in that place where you ask God why, it's because you're looking at a condition, you're not looking at Christ. Because the condition doesn't mean that that person's not happy. The condition doesn't mean that that person's not free. The condition means that you have seen this before and it has been labeled by society what that condition looks like. And you haven't embraced what society says about it, not what God says about it. And so going back to Corinthians. Second Corinthians. Chapter 1, verse 4. Who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. Did you get that? To comfort them which are in many trouble. And, and, and I really want to make sure what your tribulation look like. Wow. You guys know what your tribulation look like. All kinds of things that you were contending with. People rejecting you, anger, rage, unforgiveness, and a host of things that you are dealing with. Backbiting, gossip, the works. And all of these things that you contended with, you no longer really have them in your space today. Fear, and anything else. And so God is basically saying, I brought you to the end of these things so that you can now bring others to the end of theirs. Let's keep going. By the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Verse 5. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation. So Paul is literally saying, whether we be afflicted, meaning that no matter what we're going through, we're doing it because of you. Yes. And no matter what you're going through, you're doing it because of them who God's sending your direction. Yes. Amen. So it's not for your own comfort. Right. So you're like, oh God, I, I, I'm comfortable. And so I've been in this place of comfort and God is saying, I'm moving you out of your comfort. Because for what I've done in you, I want you to bring forth in others. Amen. Yay. Uh -huh. like, Yay! Today is the day that we're being moved outside of our comfort, but instead we're saying, 
Oh, what's coming? <laughs> and, and I make you laugh because I ran from this. And, and I make you totally laugh because most of you guys know Amanda and David. Probably about a good, probably, it could have been eight years or ten years or more ago. Uh, we, we went to this place in Van Nuys. And we began to look at this neighborhood. And I'm like, I ain't coming here. And I remember David saying, we ain't coming here. And, and, and now God says, but you're here today. So he walked us all the way around to bring us right back to the same thing. Walked us all the way around the room, and it's the same conditions in the other. And so I should have said, we're supposed to go. God is calling them to stand. 
another thing the Lord said to me, if any of you guys been here for so long, he said in the beginning, I brought them to you. That was people who were with issues that I would say would not look like me. He said, I brought them to you. He said, but now I'm sending you to them. Amen. Did you get it? Because they would show up at my front door and I'd be like, oh, wow, we get to cast out demons. And I would get all excited about it. Like, oh, my God, this is a day of battle, okay? And I would be jumping up and down because it looked like every demon at one point knew my address. And I loved it, okay? I'm like, there's fun today. And now the Lord says, I brought them to you. But now I'm sending you to them. And he says, and you have been gifted to stand in the places in which I've called you to walk in. And then I said, wow, that name, Top Quality Faith Ministry, you didn't tell me this was involved. He said, there's many things. He said, but you always want to walk on the good side. He said, but I need you to come into the fields first with me. And as you come into the fields, I will begin to provide bread for my sons. And in that place, you will bring them up and out. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you today. Let's go further. Verse 10. Who delivereth us from so great a death, and doth deliver, in whom we trust, that he will yet deliver us. He, did, you, did you guys get that? He said deliver us from great death. I know there was places where I felt like, you know, I didn't even want to get up. I kind of thought for many years I would sleep my life away. You know, let me just go to sleep. Let me just go to sleep. Got a problem, let me sleep it off. And if I don't wake up, I'm cool. Let me just go to sleep. I wasn't one that could you know, stomach alcohol to the point whereby it would have been a good relief. Right. It was just a temporary sleep aid for me because today when I drink alcohol, I can be sitting at a restaurant or whatever having a glass of alcohol. Five minutes later, I want to go to sleep. Yeah. So it was a, a good place for me. So that's why I don't drink today. When people say, can you have a drink? I'm like, yeah, I'll have one. But I'm telling you now, I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> so if you want me to stay alive with you, don't let me drink. <laughs> because I'm no comfort to you. And I will put my head down at a bar at a restaurant and straight go to sleep. I have no problem with that. Let's keep going. Verse 11. Ye also helping together by prayer for us, that for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons, that thanks may be given by many on our behalf. So when I had the question whether or not the power resided in me, what did he say? Prayer was bestowed upon you, and in that place where you received the gift, that it was bestowed. So you can't say you're lacking in anything, because everything that you were in need of is there. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Verse 12, for our rejoicing is this, the testimony of our conscience, that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, we have had our conversation in the world, and more abundantly to you, word. For we write none other things unto you than what ye read or acknowledge, and I trust ye shall acknowledge even to the end as also you have acknowledged us in part, that we are your rejoicing, even as ye also are ours in the day of the Lord Jesus. So he's literally saying to them that, wow, we are your rejoicing, meaning that they're looking at them from standing up. And in return, they're looking at them from being able to cause them to see the Christ in them as they stand up. So it's vice versa. So no one outshines one another. They all come to the same place because I'm edified as a result of you standing in Christ. Yeah. You're edified as a result of me standing in Christ to offer you what you have. Yes. And
and that's what Christ is basically saying, that in this place that we're walking, we will be edified, so will they. And as we're edified, as we begin to do the works of God, God will continue to transform and change those around us, which in return, you're going to say, Lord, you did that to me? Lord, you did that to me? Oh my God, you're ruling me. Which increases my faith for the things in which I desire God to move in me. Yes. And so no one is left out. Everyone comes into a place where they're even blessed even more so. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you today. Verse 15. And in this confidence, I was minded to come unto you before, that ye might have a second benefit, and to pass by you into Macedonia, and to come again out of Macedonia unto you, and of you to be brought on my way toward Judea. I laugh because when I looked at that particular part of the word, he said, I came to you a second time, this time that you may be blessed. Because the first time he came to me, I wasn't willing. This time it's coming and he said, I passed by you the first time, but now I come back to you on the second time. And the second time that I'm coming around is that you may receive. And I didn't realize I was supposed to receive then, but I was afraid. I can't necessarily say I was afraid. I just wasn't willing to do the work. I'm just being real. I wasn't willing to do the work. When somebody gave me the excuse to back out, I was like, yep, that was in my mind. Let's go. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I was just looking for an agreement rather than listening to God for what he had for us. Yeah. Let's keep going. Verse 17. When I therefore was thus minded, did I use likeness? Or the things that I purpose, do I purpose according to the flesh, that with me there should be yea, yea, and nay, nay? Mm -hmm. But as God is true, our word toward you was not yea and nay. You guys get that, right? It's literally saying, yay, I ain't doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> That's not something I'm going to do for you, okay? So it's a nay, okay? Don't ask me to do this, don't ask me to do that, because I'm not doing it. And He's saying, yay, because we would take the good things. You know how we do that. I know I would take the good things in two seconds flat. Yeah, I, I, I'll do that part, Lord. But you telling me to go there and touch that? No, no, I'm not, I, I can't do it, Lord. And he said, the reason why you wouldn't do it, because you're looking at them in the natural eye. I want you to look at them with spiritual eyes. I want you to look with the eyesight that I have given you to see far beyond what's in front of you. Did you get that? Yes. To look to see far beyond what's in front of you. And as you begin to look to see far beyond what's in front of you, I'm going to cause what you're looking at that's beyond to be what it is in front of you. Amen. You guys got that? Yeah. So as you look and you look past what you see, he's going to cause what you see that it's spiritual to be what is spiritual with them. And he says, I remind you, you can't do this with your natural eyes. You can't do this with your natural understanding. He said, because your natural eyes and natural understanding has been secured to cause you to see them differently than me. Get it? We were raised to see things differently. We were taught to see things differently. And God is saying, I don't want you to come in your natural understanding. I want you to come in the spirit. Because when you come in the spirit, you're able to see what I see. And you can change the things that you see. Say, God's doing something in us. Yes. That's the way I see it. God's doing something in us. He's about to do something different. Yes. God is doing something in us. Let's keep going. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 19. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, was preached among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yet, was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen, 
unto the glory of God by us. And you guys got that. Mm -hmm. So everything, everything that God promised. He said you should raise the dead, you should heal the sick, call sight to the blind. He said we're supposed to be saying, yes, it's not me. Okay? It's yay. And it's in him. But the problem was our eyesight was focused on them because we judged them with our natural eyes. And we cannot bring people into the place they're supposed to if we're looking at them to be something outside of what humanity is supposed to be. Right. And that's if we're looking at people outside of what humanity caused them to be. They're looking at us as outsiders too. Yeah. Because we're unable to relate. And God wants us to be relatable to all men. Hopefully you guys get that. Praise be to God. You know, and I'm just reminded as I look at the full circle, we don't miss what God has for us. <laughs> you don't miss what God has for you. <laughs> Let's keep going. Verse 21. Now he which establisheth us with you in Christ and hath anointed us is God, who hath also sealed us and given the earnest of the Holy Spirit, of the Spirit in our hearts. There you go. There goes the confirmation. He established you, he sealed you with the Holy Spirit, and you got everything you need. So you can't say you're lacking anything. We just got to put it into operation by looking at him and not looking at what we see before us. Let's keep going. Verse 23. Moreover, I call God for a record upon my soul that to spare you I came not as yet unto Corinth. Not for that we have dominion over your faith, but are helpers of your joy. For by faith ye stand. And I love this because he's literally saying, uh, he, he's speaking to them. And in his way of speaking to them, he's literally telling them that they are helpers. They're working in partnership with them. In partnership that the will of God may be done. And it's for your joy. You know, wow, you know how you, you know, seeing it's football day, you know, and those who are really into the football, okay, they're literally at this point whereby they're celebrating and they're saying, wow, but even in that place where we're at with Christ, you know, it's his season and we're saying, wow, Lord, you're going to keep that ball over to us and we get to run with this ball at this particular time. How many touchdowns will we get? Wow. Endless. And we trust him. Let's keep going. That's the end of chapter one. Okay. Then that's it. So even in this place where God has called us to see things, I say to you this day, be not afraid. Come and stand and serve your Lord. He's here to comfort, he's here to provide, he's here to strengthen, but most of all, he's here to restore the loss. But he's also giving you the keys to the kingdom where you have the ability to stand in all the things that God is calling you to stand in. And may you stand and be strengthened in him that his purposeful plans may go forward in you and that you may accomplish all the things that he desires for you to accomplish in him. Today, I ask that each and every one of you that you look in the mirror, but this time when you look, look at your transformation. Look at your change. Look at the wisdom. Look at the things that God has carried you from into and celebrate him and then turn around and say to yourself I will do this for you because of what you've done for me and in that place of agreement 
reestablish your bond, your relationship with him. And literally say, Lord, I'm in this with you. To do the things that you've called me to do. To help those who are in need of help. And no longer be in the place where I'm just in that place of comfort. But in that place where you can minister to others and cause them to come into the place that God is calling forth. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you today. Let's get outside of our comfort zone and let's get into the place that we become vessels that pour continually into others that they may become everything that he has called you to become. And if you're that new believer today and you're in need of that, don't hesitate to reach out to us and someone will connect with you to make sure that they bring you into the place that you're desiring to be. We're always here to pray for you, to assist in any way. We do have means within our website that you can come to connect with us. Feel free, don't hesitate because there's always someone on the other side waiting to help you come into the place that God is calling for. If you would believe this day, God will forever take you into greater places. And so it's simply asking him, and I always try to make it simple as possible. If you really desire the relationship with Christ, just say, Lord, I choose you because you chose me. And today, I walk boldly into your house where I may be comforted, strengthened, and be of comfort to others. From this day forward, Lord, I choose you. Help me to walk in the places that you desire me to walk as I surrender these things unto you. And if you're from Top Quality Faith Ministry, time to work. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord says to you. Praise be to God. Be blessed. And